You can find ebooks for just a dollar on our website and on Amazon. Stories about Black history, They Can't Pull Us Up, Harriet Tubman and Her Life, and 10 Things Your Child Should Know About Reading, Writing, and Math. John Parker was born in 1827 in Norfolk, Virginia. He was enslaved and was sold at the age of eight from Virginia to Mobile, Alabama. Imagine what it was like for an eight-year-old child to be sold away from his family and his mother and taken in change to Mobile, Alabama. He said in a later interview that he hated the trip and tried to crush the flowers that he saw along the way because they were free and he was not. In Alabama, he was owned by a doctor. The doctor's family taught John Parker to read and write. And as he got older, he was sent to work in an iron foundry, which is the place where our factory where casting metal is done. There at the foundry, he was allowed to keep some of the money from his wages, and the rest went to his owner. John Parker was smart. He convinced an elderly patient of his owners to buy him. When she bought him, he was then able to take the portion of the money he earned from the foundry and pay her for his freedom. That way, by the time he was 18 years old in 1845, he was able to buy his freedom, and John Parker ended up settling in Ripley, Ohio, along the Ohio River, just across from Kentucky. There he became an inventor. He secured a home and established his own foundry behind his home. He was one of a few African Americans to hold multiple patents in the 1800s. In 1884, he patented a follower screw for tobacco presses, which was useful in cutting tobacco. In 1890, he patented improvements to the sole pulverizer, in particular rotary pulverizers. But before he distinguished himself with official U.S. patents, he was an active participant in the Underground Railroad. According to one account, he was approached one day by a black man and a white man. The black man had escaped from Kentucky across the river and was looking for help for a group of people who were stuck on the other side of the river. John Parker wasn't sure if the story was really true or not, but he decided to go help. But he also took two guns and a knife with him for protection. He went across the Ohio River, and sure enough, there he found a group of people, 10 of them, hiding in a place where the man had communicated. The person who was guiding them had been caught, and they needed another person to guide them across the river. John Parker was familiar with the traffic along the river, and he was the right man for the job. He instructed the people to go along the ravine where they were traveling, and when one of them tried to turn back, he threatened to shoot them if they endangered everyone else. They eventually made it to the river ahead of schedule, so the man who was supposed to meet them with a boat was not there at the meeting place. John Parker instructed the group to go down toward the ferry, because he knew there were usually extra boats tied up at the ferry, and he thought they might be able to get one. As they got close to the ferry area, they saw a man on patrol. Since he was by himself, he didn't try to get them all, but he ran off. John told everyone to hurry. They did find a boat, and they were still looking for the oars as they heard dogs coming toward them in the distance. They found the oars, but as they jumped into the boat, they quickly figured out that not everyone could fit in it. They pushed off, and two of the men were left standing there on the shore unable to fit into the small boat. A woman started crying and yelling out that that was her husband standing on the shore and she didn't want to leave them. Without saying a word, one of the men on the boat who was not married got up immediately, went out of the boat, and let the woman's husband take his place. <laughs>